Well, welcome to the Better Sundays podcast at reachkeep.com, and this is a special edition of This Needs Fixing. I have been on the road, as you can tell, I'm not in my normal studio here, but I wanted to spend some time with you and talk about fixing things that are kind of in our blind spot. One of the things I get to do uh, in my travels as I get around the country is to help churches with what we call just a Sunday morning assessment. It's where we take a look around everything on a Sunday morning. I walk around for two and a half, three, four hours with just a clipboard and take pages and pages of notes. And I want to show you some of those of a church that we just finished up out here in the Rocky Mountain West. I'm going to keep everything sort of anonymous because uh, I've already reported all this to the pastor and will be preparing him a printed uh, printout of this. I also have some conclusions that I'll give you at the end uh, after my five pages of observation. I want to show you some of the things that need fixing and kind of what they can do about it. I thought this would be helpful for all of our churches. So uh, hang in there with me and we'll go through these things. I'll give you some of the solutions at the end. Um, If this is your first time here, my name is Mike Holmes. I'm the founding pastor out at Sinclair Baptist Church. And, uh, you know, having someone come and take a look at your church and and kind of walk through and look for some of those those blind spots is is helpful, especially when a pastor can do it, especially when someone who's been in the ministry uh, for as long as I have, uh, traveling in churches really all over the country, uh, across nearly every state in America. We have been uh, doing our work with the Baptist Youth Mission and ReachKeep and just thrilled to be able to help pastors in this way. Every pastor has blind spots, and some of those are just natural blind spots because if you're in the pulpit, you can't see what's going on in a junior church. If you're teaching a Sunday school class, you can't see what's going on in the other Sunday school classes. If you're indoors of your church when people are coming into your parking lot, you can't tell what's really going on out there. So It is helpful to have somebody to come and do this. I want to give you some recommendations on how you can fix some of your blind spots uh, when we get to the end of this. Uh, What I'd like to do is just kind of briefly go through. I have um, like say five pages of of just random notes of things. As we do this, we just kind of go through and write everything down that we see and then kind of conclude and kind of summarize them, put them into some uh, some categories and kind of come up with some conclusions to help with the blind spots. No one wants to continue with a blind spot. And so that's why we're doing this little episode called This Needs Fixing, because there was definitely some things that, that needed fixing. Now, Let me just give you the preface of this church, first of all. This is probably one of the growingest and dynamic uh, independent Baptist churches uh, in uh, the particular state I was in. It is probably up there with the largest churches. I mean, it wouldn't be qualified as a mega church, but it would be somewhere in the 300 range, um, which is large and for a rural area, too. um, That's a very large church. So they're doing an excellent job, and many of the problems that this church found is uh, that really happen is because they are so full in their building and so tight that they cannot uh, function properly in some ways. So, and we talked all about that. And there is a plan for that, which is a uh, you know multi-million dollar new building, um, which is kind of in the works for them. Uh, so that's kind of cool. But at the time they have some of these issues. 
one of my concerns with, and I'll just share this one with you right off the bat, is when you're in a tight situation or a small situation or an extremely rural situation or you're a very lopsided type of church where you're, everyone is much older or much younger or you know whatever, you're not necessarily balanced out, you can begin to have bad habits. You can start some bad habits that when you get free and move into a larger facility or start to get um, you know, some more folks, some of those bad habits can go with you. And we'll cover a couple of those uh, kind of at the end of this. So it's a very important thing to start to, well, not start, but just to always be improving. In fact, that's why this is called the Better Sundays podcast. If you're listening to this on our one of our podcast feeds at Spotify or Google, or whether you're watching this on our YouTube channel, this is a podcast that is here to help everybody that listens to work on the constant improvement side of things, to constantly get better. And we believe out of those 52 weeks out of the year that every one of those can be an incremental better in some area, whether it's your atmosphere or providing better solutions or working better on relationships or sharpening up on the preaching or you know your, your marketing side of things. There's all sorts of areas is where we need to improve and that's what this podcast is for so if this type of thing appeals to you please hit the like button or the subscribe button so that you can get more of this and uh, we will just jump right into things right now so i'm uh, getting my glasses on here so i can kind of take a look and and uh, check out some of the different things and again i'll just kind of zip through uh, some of these. I uh, walked around, saw just a variety of different things. One of the funnier things that was sort of happened is the, I believe the pastor's wife does the bulletin printing, and so the pastor had to do it. And if you're like me, when I was a pastor, sometimes I hadn't done printing for a while and didn't know exactly how to do it. And every one of the bulletins was printed, you know, was upside down, the cover and the inside. So uh, when we started out our assessment that afternoon, and we basically meet with the pastor and many of the key players on a Sunday afternoon and go through these things. So it's fresh. I said, hey, did you know the bulletin was upside down? And we got a good laugh out of that. And uh, we all survived that. And I'm sure every one of us have had a, uh, a, a blunder like that before. So not a, not a big thing. Um, they had some door greeters that were outside kind of welcoming people as you came in. Um, they had some ushers that were doing a good job on the inside, kind of moving around. They had a couple areas where it would kind of get clogged up, and we dealt with that. And that's one of the things you want to be careful is if you have an entry area and there's too much stuff right there, uh, or people tend to be there. Some of your key people, you need to say, you know, work on getting your moving your conversation further or spreading out that uh, so you don't end up with a, kind of the clogged uh, entry area. Um, they also had some stuff that was laying around just outside the door. It was a, a bunch of garden hoses and garden stuff that was laying around that could have been picked up. Um, there was also, and this is a, a constant problem at every church, there was just a lot of different um, cluttery type things that were there that needed to be kind of picked up or could have been in other things. And they're very tight and don't have room to put a lot of things. So they're, they do a really good job on that, but there still was some uh, different things that were in the, in the wrong places. They had nice little name badges for their ushers. I thought that was, uh, that was really nice. At the beginning of their service, they had a couple of screens and they had the kind of the rolling, uh, you know, features of what was coming up. I thought that was uh, well done. Um, they had a, a couple of uh, things kind of out in the way that 
probably were there from a Saturday activity, and I saw them right away when I got there early Sunday morning. But by a few minutes, once the service, before the service even Sunday school got started, those things have been taken and put away. So somebody had caught that and, and got those things put away. But there's always something uh, laying around. Um, I spent some time with the uh, uh, junior church people uh, talking about how, they're, uh, how they teach and some of that. And we will cover that again in here just a little bit. Some of the uh, sort of the rotation and some of the problems that uh, can come with that. I did notice that one of the doors, they had a little uh, girl, probably about an eight or nine-year-old girl, helping, probably her father was there, I guess, helping them open the door and close the door. And that was a really sweet thing to see her doing that. And we have recommended that in some of our other videos. If you do have greeters, it is a great thing to have children or young teenagers opening and closing the doors for people. It really sets a tone of, of good behavior and lets parents that have children come see that, hey, this is the place we want to be. Man, these kids have good manners. So um, that was uh, really good. Um, there was an ushers meeting ahead of time and they kind of went through some things and that was, uh, that was really good. Um, I did check their website uh, as the service was going on because one of the things that happens as a church, um, uh, as people come to a church the very first time, they don't necessarily know who is the pastor of the church. If, if they've been invited and they're from the community, as a small community, they may know, but a larger community, there can be two, three guys standing up there walking around, or you can have a guest speaker, whatever, and you don't really know who that is. And I believe your website needs to have a picture. Um, and if you got a, you know, a phone, you're putting website on, on a phone, it needs to be able to so it adjusts properly. But there needs to be a picture of the pastor or a pastor's wife uh, together there somehow. So somebody, people know that leadership. We find that that's a very uh, helpful thing to do. As I was checking their uh, website, I found that it was set for a computer screen really good. But if you turned it on a phone, which phones are kind of up and down, that a lot of their text was running, running off of the page. And that is just simply a tech issue that has to do with responsive websites. And that's something that you'll want to check on yours. Uh, you can, and this is a self-assessment that you can do, is go to your website on your phone and look at it. Probably 80% of the people that are checking you out are going to check you out ahead of time. And they're also going to check you out on their mobile device, not necessarily a computer. And so you want to make sure that your things all work in the what we call vertical format as opposed to um, just kind of the way that we normally lay everything out on a computer screen, which is sort of wide. So uh, that's a, a very important thing. Uh, they had a couple of security guys running around with radios and kind of keeping an eye on things. And we talked about how all that worked. And I thought that was uh, really good. Um, they did give, I, I checked this out and I always check this out. They did give some dates and announcements in their bulletin and on their screens and verbally. So there's really three ways that announcements were getting made. And I checked those out and made sure the dates corresponded to whatever. Uh, not too long ago I was at a church and they advertised their big baptismal service and it turned out it was like on a Tuesday. Uh, and I didn't think too many people were going to show up at Tuesday at 11 o'clock for the, the next baptism uh, at the local church. So things can happen that way. They did some really uh, sweet things during the Sunday school time, kind of a family-oriented 
uh, church and they kind of honored some people at their birthdays and the pastor kind of really spoke to them one-on-one and you know excited for their birthday and I thought that was that was really good um, they had some staff that were roaming around which is really a good thing because they were catching the new visitors so what I mean by staff is some ushers and some Sunday school teachers that were were not just holed up in their little spot where they watch things or not holed up in just a Sunday school room but they were out walking around ahead of time and walking towards the front of the auditorium and looking at the, the people who were coming in and being seated and they were you know getting out there and shaking hands and that was uh, that was really, really good. I thought that was a good thing. They had some issues with their lights in their parking lot, which are not a problem now. But with evening services, it's something that you may need to think about. Is is your front door, your entry door, and your parking lot area well lit? It's usually not an issue till we get into the later fall here in our hemisphere uh, in November and December and January. But it is something that you want to make sure and work on those street lights now <laughs> if you need to do it. It's much warmer. As we record this, it's the middle or the end of summer. Um, but yeah, you can work on that. But check your outdoor lighting at night. Um, where we live, it does. It still doesn't get dark till you know 8:30 or 9. So things are all over by then. But there will be a time of the year when all that matters. So make sure that your lighting is uh, taken care of. Um, they had kind of a little customer parking area, what what I call customer parking, where you, uh, you know you could kind of drop off the elderly and and some of that. They didn't have to walk so far. They had some coffee uh, set up that was really nice. Um, I did tell them one of the things that we found is um, that their ushers or greeters don't have a cup of coffee. Uh, when they're on duty in a certain area, like right at the door, you don't want to shake hands with someone that's got a cup of coffee and it's wiggling all over. And it's just, it's a, it's just a touch too casual. You really want to focus on those first-time visitors, which we encourage you to call them first-time guests and just uh, love on everybody. But keep the coffee for a little earlier or a little later makes it uh, makes it much better. Um, there were some internal hosts and uh, attendants there kind of keeping an eye on things, as I mentioned. Um, the, ba- the classrooms, I went to all the classrooms, and one of the issues that we have in, in many of our churches, especially if you have a growing church, is you have a lot of children that come in on, through a bus ministry or just happen to be there. And so you have a lot of kids, and you, have just, you don't want too many people helping with junior church because that takes them out of the service. And so what you end up is with a high ratio problem their nursery had i think nine or ten kids uh a couple pretty good crying babies when i was up there and they had three workers so that ratio was really good uh you know kind of one to three in the nursery uh worked well because there wasn't any real tiny infants um then in their kind of smaller junior church they had uh, a husband wife with about 12 kids and that that was a pretty decent ratio the larger junior church though was a little bit overboard they probably had 30 plus kids and only two adults in the room and if you have any kind of problem or need to send someone to the bathroom or a sickness or bloody nose or a discipline issue and you send an adult out you're suddenly at a really out of whacked 
uh, ratio of like 1 to 25, 1 to 30, and uh, that's not a, a healthy thing. So uh, we talked about some remedies for uh, how to uh, how to do that. Um, let's see, last couple of things on this page here. Uh, the new visitor info, their system for welcoming new visitors and getting data from those visitors uh, wasn't really working very well. And we're working with the pastor, going to kind of give him some uh, some of our training that we went through on that, how to kind of better connect with those. They did have a, a nice bag that they gave to the visitors, and the visitors got something, but they didn't necessarily get the the information back from the visitors so that they could uh, go see them and a visit to new people or at least a phone call or a text or something uh, is a is a powerful thing. Um, their minister or their nursery uh, was really really full and I thought they handled it well. When the nursery gets full when you register people they had actually had to kind of put a little music stand out in the hallway and had parents stay out in the hallway to register their kids uh, to kind of get them in the nursery because the nursery itself had no kind of breakdown. It was just all kids and workers in there. There wasn't like a little entry area. Uh, we recommend if you have enough room that parents can kind of step in. There'd be sort of a a uh, entry area there where they can kind of be out of the fray and kind of meet with the nursery workers and begin to build that relationship and fill out any paperwork and give any necessary instructions. Um, they had to do it in the hallway, but that's just a space issue. Um, they did a, a nice job of sort of that triage moment of of uh, moving uh, things around. Um, I checked out the bathrooms, kind of went through that and all the outdoor stuff. Uh, they, at the end of the service, their ba their men's bathroom was out of paper towels. The trash can was overflowing and some of that. And those are just little management things. And, and Pastor, one of the things that we are, besides the preacher, you know, you're the manager. And making sure that those bathrooms are in good shape is really probably more important than we think. Um, now, they were clean. It just happened to be that there was a lot of people washing their hands that day and they ran out of paper towels but you can figure out a way to you know get more of those in there and I pointed that out and that's an easy an easy fix um, also when uh, people were leaving there were some handouts uh, that they were giving as people were going out the door we call that degreeting and we think degreeting is an excellent thing and so people kind of get a final thank you and they get like you know a daily bread thing or Bible verses or, you know, some list of something that the pastor preached on. And the pastor, in this case, someone was handing out schedules for some events coming up during the week, and they ran out of those. And again, just a management thing of knowing, like, hey, if there's so many in the auditorium, we're going to need to print so many. And they just were a little a little short on that. So let me get to uh, my recommendations. And, and this is for the pastor that was there. And I've been through some of these, but I'll, I'll kind of give them to you as sort of a, a generic and you can kind of do these because uh, probably you need help in these areas. There's probably blind spots in every church and a lot of them have to do with this. Um, number one is greeter system. Your greeter system, and think of it as a system, not just a couple people doing tasks, but this is a t it's a team, it's a group of people. 
and you clearly define what they need to do, when they need to be there, how long they need to be there, where they need to be positioned. And in the case of this church, they had really good usher system kind of on the inside, but just outside the doors there, once someone, once you left, I walked out after church and there was just people streaming out the doors, no one really talking to them or thanking them for coming or saying, hey, your kids look great, glad you, I hope you had a wonderful time, you know, that type of thing. And after church, we found is a tremendous discipleship type moment and you know where you can just really spend time with people kind of build that relationship and and invite them back to the next event that your church has and they really didn't take advantage of that i think that uh, they need to and they need to think of a create it as a system and not just a couple people doing things so this is where the pastor is responsible for this and he meets with some key people that are good people people and he says i want you to you know, be here when they come in and shake their hand and say hi, and I want you to be there when they leave and say goodbye. And uh, there can be multiple, and there should be multiple, multiple people on this. Uh, Husband-wife teams are very easy to sign up. Just say, just like if you have them in a rotation for helping in the nursery or junior church, you would have them in a rotation for being a greeter, that they would just be at the door, and that would be their duty, and they would be welcoming folks uh, and saying goodbye as as people left. So uh, just a matter of assigning some of those things out and we do we have done a lot of things on greeter uh we have a a podcast called church greeter training day it is probably one of the most watched podcasts that we have or youtube videos and you can see that on youtube just type in uh, greeter go to reachkeep.com well i'll show you how to get there in just a second but um go to our website uh or the youtube channel and at reachkeep and type in uh greeter and you'll you'll be able to get right to that um, the other is uh, number two thing that I had, and this was not, these are not necessarily priorities, but this is one that everyone will have and every church needs to have, uh, almost without exception, is you need to battle the clutter. Okay, so, you know, focus on the greeters and then battle the clutter. And it's a it's a constant thing. you got to walk through on Sundays or Saturdays and go, why is all that stuff sitting there? Can we put it somewhere else and try to, try to straighten it up and make sure that there is... Uh, that it's not the clutter is often there for a purpose but it's not a purpose that is for everybody it's just for the benefit of a janitor or something Um, I was in a church uh, a while back in fact I'll be driving back across uh, the state of Nebraska today um, and I was at a church in central Nebraska and they had when you walk in the door kind of a small little entry area there you know the double door thing right on one side taking up probably a quarter of the room was a huge snowblower and they had had an extreme winter and had to use that snowblower and that's where they kept it they didn't have a, a garage or shop or whatever apparently that was close enough so they kept it right there well in the middle of the summer it's, it's just clutter and certainly there is a way that once the snow season ends you can get that thing into the back of a truck and get it somewhere or move it, you know, into some type of of shed. But it was a clutter which was appropriate for one person. So really it was all for the benefit of one person. At our church, we have a lot of snow. So we have snow shovels out 
and the snow shovels are they always leave them out the guys do because they leave them by the door so they can shovel well on the days it's snowing that's appropriate but the days it's not snowing you know I've, okay let's get them back down the hallway and put them in a little room we got a spot for them and it's just constant battle it's what we call attention to manage not a problem to solve you'll always have different levels of clutter and different leftover brochures from something leftover this leftover that Many of those things need to be uh, taken care of. So that's a constant, a constant battle. So the third thing I had was just kind of this um, rotation system thing with the junior church. And I'll go through a couple of the problems uh, that they had. And this, you may be doing this yourself at your church, um, but with junior churches and nurseries, especially those are the two, because you don't want people missing our Sunday morning service, we have people just kind of rotate in and out of the nursery duties or the junior church duties. And the unexpected consequences of that uh, are many. There's many things that can kind of go wrong. And at this particular church, I'm talking to the guy that was getting ready to do it. And I said, so you do this with your wife? He goes, oh, yeah, my wife's up there going through the lesson right quick. And it's like, you know, kind of like, hey, it's, you know, they're going to be there in 15 minutes, you know, the kids. And he said, oh, no, the problem is we prepared for the other one, and we found out that we were off by a week. In other words, so that when you have a rotation, you have sort of a schedule of like, hey, you're going to teach this, and you're going to teach this, and you're going to teach this. And someone apparently a week or two before had missed something, and so they either missed it or doubled up on it or whatever. I didn't dive into that. But there was a scheduling problem, and the, they had the wrong curriculum, and they were not they're ready to teach what was supposed to be taught that was coordinated with everything else. That happens often in a rotation system. Uh, rotation systems can get kind of out of whack. The other thing with a rotation system uh, is you just don't get the continuity with the children so every week they get a new face and they get new mannerisms so this week they might be able to you know wiggle a little and the next week it's like they got to sit like little marines uh you know just perfectly still so you get kind of some uh changes that come with the lack of consistency and and it's hard for kids to to handle some of that they might you know be made to to do different things or raise their hand where the next time the guy just says hey you have a question go ahead and talk and like they they're afraid because the last guy got on them for not raising their hand so there are a lot of consistency issues that can come with that as as well as all the you know like say just the problem of the roster and scheduling and all that so rotation systems sometimes when you're in survival mode that's all you got so what you need to have is a way to work on that and the people in the rotation well first of all if you can get a leader who's kind of in charge of the rotation system other than the pastor someone who can kind of walk up there and make sure they're on the right curriculum the right day and some of that you can it's helpful to have sort of a, a curriculum coordinator and a roster coordinator that's not tied to the pastor the other thing that can uh, you know that really needs to happen is that the pastor needs to kind of meet with this and kind of see where the problems are and then start to take care of those problems so there are ways to kind of make the rotation systems a little better um, one is the rotation can be longer so that you don't have as many gaps uh, in many churches it's like a, a husband wife or family or someone will teach 
for like five weeks. And the, the reason five weeks is because many of the curriculums are written for like five-day vacation Bible schools. So there's many five-day Bible stories. There's five-day missionary stories, uh, five-day Bible club materials out there all over. So five weeks works really good. And then someone's going to miss for five weeks, but then they won't be back in there for you know quite some time, depending on the number of people. So then you get a little bit of continuity. Another way to do it is to have the overlap. So if you have a, a set of couples that are teaching the next week, the, that couple will go up in there and say, remember where we were with our story? Well, Mr. Smith here and his wife are going to finish the story up for us. And they kind of take over. So you have someone go to the junior church that was there the week before and sort of ease the kids in and kind of, you know, kind of give them the same thing. And that way you get a little, a level of continuity kind of going across. Another way to help with the continuity thing is to have someone who is an opener and they kind of do the opening almost all the time or kind of rotate with somebody. And so they are in there. They may be the kids, if the kids are dismissed from during the church time, after the hymn singing to go to a junior church, you have an opener that's in there and he does two or three songs with the kids, spends, you know, five, 10 minutes, introduces the, the storyteller. Then the opener guy leaves and gets back to church and catches the regular church service. And he only opens all the time, but that gives you a level of kind of uh, consistency and continuity that runs throughout the whole thing. And you can have a person come in at the tail end and do just the same thing. So the solution for that, though, is to meet and to talk about it and to just kind of go, hey, what, how are we going to work on this? So, Pastor, there's probably blind spots going on, and one of them is what's going on in your children's ministries. You just don't get a chance to get there. And so an assessment is a wonderful way to do that. Um, you know, it, I can't get to all of them, but I'd love to come help you. I'm sure uh, we might be able to work something out. But, you know, give me a holler at info at reachkeep.com or go to our website. In fact, I'll show you that. Let me show you that uh, right now while I'm here. Um, our website is at reachkeep.com. Let me, there it is right there. Uh, reachkeep.com, this is what it looks like. And we have a, a just a variety of different things that are here to you know, kind of help you. We do a lot of training. There's a lot of free materials here for church workers, Sunday school teachers, uh, things along that line. Um, the button here that you want to go to, though, is a coaching button. And if you hit the uh, uh, coaching button and it kind of sort of gives you a little thing here, it says, I'm serious. So we want to move forward into, into that. We have online coaching. We have some private coaching, different things. But this one here called on-site coaching uh, if you click on this button here, the big orange one, it will tell you a little bit more. You can go down and kind of see some of the things that we can do for you on site. Uh, we have some other uh, things that we can do there as well, some online training uh, that help you. Uh, one of the things I, I wanted to point this out, though, um, a couple free things up at the top here, uh, the three steps to better Sundays, if you click on that, it will take you to this page. And we've just recently got this kind of set up. Uh, on the three ways to help help you have help you have a better Sunday, um, and your your doctrine, you know, we know you got your doctrine. We know you got your prayer. We know you got your staff. We know you got your Bible. The way you like your music and all that. But there are some things that you can work on. Uh, this idea of creating a fertile landing ground. 
uh, solving problems, being a solution-based church, and then the idea of the relationships uh, and spreading it around like glue. And I have 21 different training sessions here. All of these are available. You can click on any one of those, and it will take you directly uh, to where uh, where you can access that stuff and listen to that. I also have some Sunday School teacher training, uh, The Seven Laws of Teaching, one of our, our most popular series. And every Sunday School teacher needs to go through all seven of these right here. They are the laws of teaching. They are all from way back in the 1800s. Uh, a guy named Milton Gregory that wrote those things. They are universal principles, and they are really helpful for uh Sunday school teachers to grab hold of, of those things. So um, anyway, I uh, wanted to kind of share that with you. The couple little bonus things that I shared with the pastor uh, and will be in my report is um, just kind of creating a better way to capture data from your guests when they come. And we use a communication card or connection card, it's often called, and we have some information on that. I'll put a link in there for you uh, to get to it. I believe you can actually just go to reachkeep.com connection and uh, get that information. But it tells you all about how to do that. And it's a great way to get uh, data from uh, things. And the other thing is just start to create meetings in your church with your key people. Uh, most pastors, senior pastors meet with their leadership team. They meet with a governance type board, you know, deacons or elders, whatever it happens to be. And those meetings are pretty well set. And those are kind of big picture things. But the little things of like who's going to stand where and if you should have a coffee cup in your hand or not, uh, you don't want to talk about that in a governance meeting. That's not where that's all for. But you do need to meet with like your head usher and your greeter people. And you need to get someone, we call it like a soulmate, someone that really gets it with you and you need to meet with them and and uh, kind of get that stuff uh, going so it's always helpful to have fresh eyes this is a set of fresh eyes for uh, a church out here in the west that we were able to help and uh, they had us come in and kind of do all that stuff and it was a great blessing uh, i've done these assessments really all over the country and uh, looking forward to helping you if you need one um that they're Travel is difficult, so can't always get to uh, every place. But if you're interested, please uh, give me a call um, or shoot me a, a note there. In fact, we'll do a coaching call and just kind of you know talk it through and see what you need. And a lot of things we can just help out with our Reach Keep Academy or some of our online training, which is available here at at uh, ReachKeep.com. So. I know there's been a little bit different kind of a, a podcast here as we talked about blind spots, but, uh, uh, you know, this needs to be fixed. You know, that's sort of the idea. Uh, we need to fix broken things and not just let them stay broken. But if you don't know they're broken and you don't see them, you'll never get to them. So thanks for joining us here. If this has been helpful, give us a thumbs up. That's good. But also make sure you subscribe to this or share this. Um, subscribe on the podcast or share this in some way with another pastor. Uh, we really appreciate that. Uh, share the website uh, information. Share the YouTube information. Uh, uh, it helps advance the kingdom, and I, I appreciate it very much. So thanks for uh, taking time to be with us here uh, at the Better Sundays podcast at reachkeep.com. <laughs>